Hi, y'all. We're back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And today we are back at the Russell. It is a unique hotel in historical East Nashville in Nashville, Tennessee. Definitely check it out. They have this awesome podcast room that we have been recording a special series on. And we are super, super excited about today. In this episode, we are going to be sharing some behind the scenes business travel chaotic things that have happened to us while we have been traveling for various conferences and just things that we see in the background where I mean, there's things that that could be improved or communicated upon. And I don't know if you travel a lot, but when you start traveling a lot, there's certain things that just start to happen. And you then you question yourself, like, is this really worth my time? Is this really worth traveling? So you really have to ask ask yourself with your time, like, is this a good use of my time when I'm agreeing to travel for business? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. So today we're going to jump in with Amanda and Aja and talk about some of our travels together and how we always plan to do things perfectly and all of that, but it never really seems to turn out that way. So you kind of just have to learn to go with the flow. So Amanda, you want to jump off? So I guess we can start with Cabo last year. And this was actually mine and Aja's first time out of the country. So this was a new experience for us and it was great. I will say that I have a little bit of a more unique travel story here because I, I, I don't she know. She shafted the hotel. I don't know why things happen to me like this, but like crazy things happen to me. We when, had her locked up. When people tell me not to worry about stuff, I have to tell them, like I stop them like, no, you don't understand because crazy things happen to me. So like we had an event the day after Thanksgiving and well before Thanksgiving, I had gotten sick. And so I was sick from the time before Thanksgiving. And then we left the first week of December. And so I went to the doctor and I was like, so I'm leaving out of the country in a week. I need you to give me a steroid shot, like please. And so they did and it did nothing. And so the night before we left, which we left at like five in the morning or some crazy hour like that. And I felt fine, but I think just being on the plane for so long, I ended up relapsing into the upper respiratory infection I had. And so by dinner time that Sunday night, I was just feeling it and it was not good. And so in that process of traveling, not only did I feel awful, but 
we had a connection through Chicago and I was starting to board and they scanned my boarding pass and then they called me back from the walkway and they're like, so your passport information is not complete. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't fill it out. So I just didn't know. And I wasn't sure what they were talking about. And so they got it all squared away, but that was the first thing. And then we land in Cabo and Aja can chime in here because we get through customs and we have our little cards that tell us we can get back into the United States and we can't lose them or else, I mean, obviously we can get another one, but it's going to charge us a pretty substantial fee for losing the initial one. And so Aja, so what happened? Yeah, I was, I was just SOL at this point initially when they told us this because I mean, as much, I look up to Amanda and Angela because they are, they just do a really good job of just keeping up with things. And I just don't. And so. <laughs> what a great compliment. You know, I'm learning over time, but of course I lost mine because that's what happened. In baggage claim. <laughs> and so I you had to walk all the way back. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even, literally, they gave me the freaking paper and they were like, we don't no, really get is. even like 50 feet. We wouldn't even get out of the airport. And then I lost it. I couldn't find it. So I had to go back and get another one. And it was just like, I should have known that that was not a good We're standing on the other side of customs. And these people <laughs> are telling us, you have to move. And we're like, no, one of our, our group members is on the other side. Like, we need to wait for her. Yeah. And I appreciate you <laughs> waiting. Because I, I no mean, one left behind. Yeah. No, but they were very understanding and you know that was the kickoff to our trip so we get to the beautiful it, it, incredible view home villa gorgeous. i mean what do you what do you call resort Ancient. i think a villa villa is that yeah. pretty accurate a luxury villa luxury villa it was absolutely beautiful um i mean i had never seen anything like that so that was a real treat to see and um everyone was in good high spirits and amanda was kind of sick Maybe I was fading. I will say I was fading. I was probably sick for three or four months. It was pretty bad. And, crazy. And I'm like, we got a GSC. Like we got a, and we had several other businesses with us. And I thought overall it went well. But we did have a few weird things. Like we did decide to go into town one night, just sporadically. I think it was our last night, and one of the girls got a migraine and she got sick and well we had gone into she had the migraine all day long and yeah. we were trying to find a pharmacy which it's interesting because it's so Americanized in that area that there's pharmacies everywhere but it's in Spanish so you can't really tell what anything is and you kind of have to just trust people that they're giving you what you actually are asking for and need and so we had asked our driver who was assigned to us for the week where she could get some Tylenol or something like that for Excedrin. And she, you and her had gone into the pharmacy and she came out and got sick on the sidewalk. Yeah. And then this man comes out speaking Spanish to us and I have no clue what he was he saying. Like a security person. Yeah. And he was basically telling her to clean up her puke out of the bushes and, like, I'm over there, like, trying to help the situation because I get really motion sick. And, like, I understand, like, I've had to pull over before and, I mean, just, you know, do my thing. 
And so I'm like, oh, let's just get into the van and pretend like we're not hearing it. Like, I didn't know what he was saying. And then our driver got involved. And then they're like talking to each other in Spanish, like they're going to kill each other. And then when he stepped out, like I just sat in the van and like, we can stay here and (laughs) just act like this isn't happening right now. Because it was really intense. Then he got back in the van and told us what he said to the guy in it. He said that he said he was going to, like, kill him or shoot him. Or I'm like, God, you guys are, like, really violent here. I mean, I guess that it resolved the situation. It, it was just... Also, too, I don't think that he said anything. So. Aja thinks he's trying to be macho I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, we think he that was. he just told us that he told him that. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Cabo was good. Like, that was a good GSD retreat. And it was... I mean, you always have to have stories, right? That's what makes these things so freaking memorable. Um, I will say, also, before we left, we flew Southwest. And me being gold and organized and just wanting to make sure that everybody's on track reminded everyone, like, check in your boarding passes 24 hours before if you don't have early bird check-in or whatever it is. And so, Lo and behold, everyone checks in, and I'm the only one who's told that I have to retrieve my boarding pass at the counter. Like, I can't mobile check in. And I'm sitting there like, I'm the one who remembered. I'm the one who set a reminder on my phone, and I can't mobile check in. And so I get to the counter, and of course, I get seaboarding, like C-56 or something Girl, like that. Girl, we saved you a seat. Yes, but I will say, I was the last person to board the plane. And it's not like here, where they have actually, like, uniform lines for you to stand in they have some person so holding up. up a sign and yelling seaboarding blah 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 and people are running and speaking different languages and I'm like left here by myself sick as a dog just wanting to go home and I'm like I just want to get on that plane and you have to walk out to the tarmac to get it get on it and of course me being the second to last person or last person to board the plane I get stopped for a random <laughs> additional security check and so they that. pull me to the side and they unpack my entire bag and they like look at me and ask me questions and I'm like I just want to get on that plane but yes Angela and Aja did save me a seat and I was I couldn't have been happier to be on the ground in San Diego when we landed <laughs> even though they kept saying through the the microphone um here at Southwest we do not have assigned seats you are not to save seats and keep moving save a seat well, it, they, I just did make eye contact and I'm like, someone's sitting there. We're in the bathroom. Someone's sitting there. Just don't make eye contact. Like, put your headphones on and don't make eye contact. We'll go to dinner sometimes. And I'm like, there's four. And they look at me and they're like, there's only three. I'm like, but my computer is four. It's a fourth person. <laughs> <laughs> I need a place setting for my computer because oh, I got goodness. shit to do. <laughs> But, like, a couple other things just, well, in all seriousness, like, with business travel, like, some of these conferences that I attend or I'll go and speak at, you know, we can't always, always go together. It's obviously more fun, and we do get a lot more done together. But I want to just share a few, like, little quick behind-the-scenes things of when you're not in your comfort zone and you're doing things outside for business and just to be aware of it. So like, for example, one um, meeting that I was in and part of this group, it was a very confidential setting and stuff that we were sharing, best business practices and things like that. Again, it's like, I'm in in an entrepreneur confidential program and 
we're all there to help each other. But what I didn't know later, and it was used later in an email marketing campaign, that the person that was hosting the conference was recording everything. And she didn't tell us that. So I would just say, like, if you're speaking or if you're teaching or if you're leading or moderating and you're traveling and you're not familiar with the area, like, be sure that you are in, like, a safe environment and you're saying things that are going to represent your brand and yourself, which I didn't say anything that I wouldn't tell anyone else, but there were clients' names mentioned that people may know their name because they're in the public eye, and that was confidential. Like, that stuff shouldn't have been shared. And so I was a little mortified when I saw an email campaign come out that I had to address. So confidentiality is crucial. Another conference that I was on where they paid all the speakers to come and speak. And there were two sessions. I didn't really ask any questions. I now know to ask, like, how many people should be there? How many people should I plan for? Because this one conference in the morning, they had given the, the, the guests, the, the attendees a choice. They could either go to like this creative class or they could go to a business class on how to run their business more productive. I think I had nine people in the room with a bunch of empty chairs and I'm like, why the hell am I here? Why are you paying me? And so later I found out over lunch that they were giving the guest choice, a choice. I'm like, if you were in a creative industry, if you give them a choice, they're not, who wants to better their business? It's not always fun. So giving people a choice was probably not the best way to use your money to pay business speakers. But I will say after lunch, the room was completely full and people were sitting on the floor because I think what happened, people went back, even though they had a choice and said, oh, it wasn't boring. It was actually fun. It's very approachable. These are just things to think of on how to run your business to be better. So if you are running a conference or putting on an event or something like that, like really do your speakers right and make sure that you're not making people choose, especially when they're traveling for business. Like that is not good. And always ask for feedback. Um, on one of those conferences, Aja went with me um, to learn some new technique things. And what happened, Aja? Um, I don't, like, I don't even know where to start. First off, I, I did really good for the first time in a long time. I was on time. And by on time, I mean four hours early to why why the BNA airport. And so I was really proud of myself. And I was waiting on Angela. I know, I mean, I think in our correspondence, you said that you arrived maybe like an hour outside of when you needed to. But I was getting dropped off. So it was fine for me. I was like, I could GSD in the airport and it would be fine. So I'm at the airport. I'm waiting. I go up to the desk and apparently I can't check in. So I'm privy to this information. I couldn't check in without my companion. So my companion was Angela. I've never had that problem. Like, okay. Like I'll just sit and wait because of course Angela knows this. Of course she knows she has to come up to the desk and you know be with her companion in order for both of us to go through the gate i change my companion all the time and that's <laughs> never happened and so you know it gets closer closer time now part of this i will take the blame i mean it's about 30 minutes out and i'm like oh like i guess i haven't heard from angela like i wonder where she is and so not too long or, or not too much later i get a call from her and she's like hey where are you and i'm like 
like outside the gate, like in the front of the airport. And she's like, oh, well, I'm on the plane. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I don't understand. Why are you on the plane? You have to check me in. And she's like, no, Aja, that's never been a thing. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is a thing. Like, they will not let me on. So it was this whole back and forth. And, you know, the, the front desk people are the, I don't even know, attendants? Is that what you call them? Flight attendants? Fli- no, mm-hmm. they were flight attendants. The people who, you know, oversee all of the ticketing. You know, I went up to them and, I'm, and I just say, I, my companion's on, on the plane. Can I get on? Angela's asking the flight attendant on the plane if I can get on. Both of them are saying no. And so we have a huge conference the next day. Yeah. And I think there was like some type of presentation component. I was definitely going to miss that. And I mean, eventually, like they let me take another flight, but they weren't going to do that because they said it was our fault. But the thing that saved us is that <laughs> there was this woman there. She was like, yeah, and the one woman said to me, she's like, well, why did you wait till last minute to come up? And I was like, I didn't. Like, literally, I've been here for four hours. And so there was a, another ticketing agent, and she said, no, she literally has been <laughs> sitting over here for four hours waiting for her person. And I'm over there. I'm like, so when did the rules change? <laughs> like, should, shouldn't you notify people that, like, have companion pass that, like, I, I changed my companion. I know you, I mean, I just don't understand. Like, we have a conference tomorrow. and then they then they tried to get you to buy another ticket, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, we're not doing this. Like, I didn't get the memo like that this that the rules change. Like, and they did. Like, they got you another ticket, and they did. you got eventually. To come the next day. <laughs> but, but um, that was a, definitely a funny story. So I don't know if you heard me say I got dropped off, and I don't think I had even had the the app Uber yet. Maybe I wasn't hip enough to have it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, did I it just, even exist? Then? I don't remember. I don't think it did. I, or maybe it did and it wasn't as big. I don't know. But long story short, I had to call my roommate to come and get me. And that was fun. And then I got up at 3 a.m. the next morning. Got the plane. Oh, my gosh. It's a good thing Aja's an early riser. Yeah. And I am so not. Like 3 a.m. full face. Do you like, think that that could lead <laughs> us into our Atlanta story? Yes. yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Aja being an early riser. Yeah. Oh, so crazy. this is, I'm going to try and keep this as g-rated as i can but it was so bad y'all. it was so bad just knowing what was said was so bad but i'll get us kicked off so yes i like to rise early and do a couple of things before everyone day gets started and so i had thought and i've done this several times when we've all been traveling i'll wake up early i'll go out to the hotel lobby or you know just a separate area so i don't disturb amanda Angela. And I'm, I will say too, like I'm flexible on when I wake up, like I can get up early, I can sleep late, but Aja, where were we? We were traveling somewhere else and you told me, you're like, I tried to wake you up and I thought you were dead. She's like, if there was an emergency, I would have had to like hit you. I'm like, then do it. Yes. This is our, yeah, we'll get to that trip. The trip that we just took uh, to Kentucky. Yes. So Aja is the early riser of the group. And I'm like, don't talk to me. early riser, I go to bed late, whatever, I can do both of them. But this particular day, I woke up really early. I think you all's day got started at eight, I believe. And I woke up maybe at about 5 a.m. in the morning. And so I had gone downstairs and no one was awake. No one. And we were staying in a hotel with at least, what, 1,000 rooms? At least, yeah. It was at a big hotel. It was a huge hotel. And no, dirty, dirty. No one right. was awake. 
there was the the little I guess night audit person one, and then two gentlemen that were sitting down below. So long story short, I tried to go back up to the room. I couldn't get access, or my key wasn't working. And then they wouldn't. You have to have a key, key to get on the elevator and purchase part. Yes. And then my name wasn't on the room, and so security had to escort us up. But then they like left because they had to deal with another situation. So I was left on the elevator with these two men and. Then they wouldn't get off at their own floor. They, they were like, which floor are you on? And this was maybe 5.30 in the morning. Everyone's still asleep. And um, there were some things exchanged and some very um, inappropriate messaging that was said. And very inappropriate. But phone kind of, numbers. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was honestly, it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie because they... Gave them the number. It was an exchange of numbers, but it was like they made sure I had given them a genuine number, a real number. And it, I mean, it was really scary at that time. I didn't have my taser. I think I left the taser in the room. <laughs> I would have acted <laughs> drunk and been like, I don't even know oh, my phone number. It was so awful. And then I got back to the room and I was like, shoot, thank goodness. And the text messages just rolled in and they were so incredibly inappropriate. Um, and I think I was awake when you came back into the room and you told me this. And I was like, why wouldn't you call us? She's I like, know. I didn't want to wake you up. I'm like, if you're, like, in danger, call us. And this was following, like, the yeah. weirdest Uber ride of my life that Aja and I had had the week before. Not that not, one. Not even that one yet. <laughs> not that one. It was, we almost This died. was a drunk Uber driver. It's blasting, like, inappropriate screamo rap songs and driving, like, what, 80 and a 35? 80 and a 35. It was, it was really so scary. scary. But, um, yeah, so I, next time, for next Food for Thought, I will call you all. And Thank you. you all right. <laughs> and I'll come beat up people. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and Angela and Amanda kind of, we kind of went our separate ways um, during this particular trip. So I'll let them kind of tell you about their adventure here in a little bit. But we just shopped till we dropped, girl. Yeah. We were on a bear hunt <laughs> for a client. And we found a bear. <laughs> we did. That was the highlight. It was like we found the Holy Grail An or angel. Atlantis or something equally as incredible. It's really powerful. I can't wait till it gets here. It's going to be here really soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were shopping till they dropped, and I just had the most oddest day ever in my whole entire life. Well, we went outside and we tried to take content pictures for you and got attacked by a pigeon. That was another thing that started. Okay. And a day. homeless person. And and a homeless person yelling at us from the cross the street. Okay, that's pretty fair. <laughs> kind of up there. Um, <laughs> they started out with the Uber ride after the after the two men and the inappropriate text messages. It was the Uber ride that had and I don't know if you all use Waze, but apparently you can change the voices. And like a specialty voice or something. Yes. And so I got in this ride and the first thing I hear is turn right. No, 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 no. <laughs> like Cookie Monster. Like the Cookie Monster. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like if this day gets any weirder. And so that's kind of how it started. And I did do a couple of touristy things and um, it just honestly kind of went downhill from there. I rode a scooter. All through Atlanta was like dying because it was so freaking hot. I did go to a really hot. cool market called Ponce Market, I think Ponce City Market. So if you're ever in Atlanta, it's a really, really cool place to visit. Um, and then it ended with a yoga session at the pool. What did <laughs> but you didn't sign up for that? What did the other Uber driver do? 
You had oh to do goodness. Uber drivers. Yes. So the and the funny thing about this is it was all called on like I caught it on my blog, but my other Uber driver. Oh, yeah, he took me to Krispy Kreme. Like I didn't. He want, asked you first, and he then he went anyway. First. And he was like, "Do you do you like donuts? Do you want donuts?" And like, y'all, it was so late in the day. I was like so a seventy-year-old man. Yeah, I was tired. He reminded me of Steve Harvey. He actually looked like Steve Harvey. And he just went through the line at Krispy Kreme. And not only that, he had the audacity to be like, "Well, last time I came here, I got some lemon-filled donuts, and I didn't put enough lemon filling in the donut." So, <laughs> I said this to the guy, like, I'm going to need you to give me another donut because last time, demanded an additional donut. Exactly. And he got it, of course. And I'm just kind of like, wow, what in the Twilight Zone am I in right now? <laughs> too much. And so, you know, I wound up getting back to the hotel safe and I eventually texted Amanda and I was just kind of like, this, this is day, the weirdest day. <laughs> like, this day, I can't even begin to tell you. And then I think I had screenshotted or sent you a video of a woman doing jazzercise. Yes. At the pool. <laughs> <laughs> the pool. So it was, it was definitely interesting. Interesting yeah. travel. And then that hotel, we had booked it and it was under, what was the name it was under? It was like a Hyatt. or. But it was a privately owned Hyatt. And it was owned by a homeless person for sure. <laughs> so one of the, the first things that we noticed was that all of the outlets were in lamps like there weren't any wall outlets you had to plug into a lamp and then we must have had too many things to plug in because we must have tripped a circuit and, and then we didn't have any power yeah, no, no, the power was working <laughs> and then when Angela looked behind the nightstand to like look and see if something had come unplugged in the lamp she was like don't even look back there it's so bad it's so thick with with dust and I know I couldn't breathe the whole time there was so like bad. mold in the shower and then at one point it got too cold in the room so we turned it up a couple degrees and we're mid-conversation and Angela's like stop what is that smell and it was like burn burning dust or something Gross. in the vent oh yeah and when I remember that I walked outside <clears throat> the room I'm like it's definitely in the room because it doesn't smell like that out here and then what did the guy say at the front desk when you told him about this yeah so I said you know I'm not trying to complain I just want to give feedback so the next person that stays in that room you might want to consider letting the housekeeping staff know that they should probably just dust behind the everywhere lamp tables yeah and I'm like and by the way our power doesn't work um but and then he looks at me and he goes girl I know this hotel is nasty it's so <laughs> dirty he's like it, it's so old and they never replace the carpet but you know people stay here because we're in a good location he's like I moved here from Idaho or Oklahoma or somewhere and he's like and I've never had allergies but ever since I started working here the allergies and the dust and the build and I mean he just went on and on I was like well dang you're bitching more than me and so I'm like yeah and I'm pretty sure this brand that you all are under I'm pretty sure they would be mortified he's like oh we're privately owned I'm like well you may might just pass that along to the owners <laughs> I'm like okay I might strangle a person if I owned that hotel and they said that to a guest like have a script I'm sure they get complaints 
quite often and have a script that says, I know we're a historic hotel. We're working on improving our dust. Uh, I don't well, know. They're not Ducks. even a historic hotel. They're just well, I was making an that. old hotel yeah, and <laughs> that needs to vacuum. They either need to close and renovate. I don't know. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. But it was just, it was disgusting. It wasn't what we were expecting to walk into having, being familiar with that brand. And for the price. Holy moly. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It was so expensive. And I mean, I know it was right in the middle of the market, but still. So... I'm trying to think of other, oh, like I, I know that I mentioned before, like just making sure that when you make decisions to travel for business, that it's going to make sense. And so there was another brand that we were working with on doing some photo shoots and videos for their campaigns for educating the market on luxury weddings. And they, this brand had asked to come and it was around the holidays and it was like a week long trip. And it is a beautiful place. However, when you spend a week like sweating because it's in the Caribbean and, you know, the bugs bite you everywhere and you're doing it by yourself because they wouldn't fly someone out to help me because they said people there would help, which they didn't. And it's, it's just, it's disappointing when so much hard work goes into these photo shoots and these video shoots and preparing for them and practicing their scripts and getting clothing for their branding. And then the PR company got fired because that brand got bought out by another brand. And then everything that we did was completely thrown away in the trash. And so now, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, can I just climb in your suitcase? And can I, it's like, it's, it's not all fun and games, like going off to, again, these places are beautiful, but if you're outside working the whole time, miserable, if it's not for a good reason, and I wanted to do it, I was excited about it because it would help educate our industry and educate the resorts on how to provide a luxury experience through video communication and doing actual photo shoots that were something that other people could recreate. It was things that was actually doable, like in a windy, sandy area. Um, so it, it's just really frustrating, but I will say that I was smart about it because this has happened to me before where we were able to get our own content and use it. So the whole point to that is that if you are doing something and regardless if you're getting paid or not, I mean, there comes a time where your time is more important than money. You can't ever buy it back. So make sure that if you're doing something for another brand not to be selfish, but also think of yourself and try to get some content for yourself so that you can educate your industry on what you're doing. And I'm so thankful that I did. And I did get up early. <laughs> I barely slept for a week. because I was running around doing all these different things for this shoot. And it was exhausting, but I at least got up and made the time. And most, I made the most out of my time while I was there to make sure that I was capturing my own content. So it's really unfortunate that that company got the boot and we really weren't able to use any of the professional stuff, which, you know, totally sucked. But I have a funny story when I spoke in Bisman, how they give you the little bags, like the sweet little bags when you check in, you know, and um, 
there was a hat at the top of the bag. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. And it was freezing balls there, like so cold. A cold this I've never felt. is in North Dakota. And this was in was, October, November. It was something so like cold. I mean, it's so cold. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, they gave me a little hat. And so I like put it on my head and I'm like, I don't think this fits. Like, <laughs> why did they give me a really small hat? And so I sent a picture to my sister just to be funny. I think you Marco Polo. I did. And she has four little kids. And she's like, Angela, that's a kid hat. That's not for you. And so I'm like, I'm so confused. And so the next day, the lady that put on the conference, I like took my little bag. And I'm like, thank you so much for all of these like local things like popcorn. So good. Like chocolate's amazing. I'm like, well, what's this hat? And she goes, oh, my God, was that in your bag? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, that's my son's hat. And I'm like, oh, my. he was like two or three. And she's like, oh, my God, when you have little kids and you try to multitask, she's like, I had my kid with me when I dropped the stuff off at the hotel and I wanted to get it there before you checked in. And he must have put his hat in your bag. She's like, I'm mortified. It was just really funny. So I'm like, what is I feel like you Marco Polo me with the hat on. Yes. I, I did. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think you're like, oh my God, look at my cute hat. Do yeah. you like it? It's oh, so cold here. It was so funny. Yeah, it was funny. So it's just little things like that when you're traveling that you just have to laugh at. Do you have any travel stories? Reach out to us and let us know. Any final thoughts, girls? I think... What's always fascinating is like what can be learned from these business trips. I think it goes back to what you said initially in the podcast, like going there with, I guess, a goal in mind or some type of, um, what is it, plan? So you're not just traveling willy-nilly, A, is very, very important. Um, But then when you get there, just kind of preparing for the unexpected. You know, I know that you have lots of, you know, fun travel stories about just like just culture differences oh god I mean I just feel like that is so huge and that's just one thing that you know Google can only tell you so much but just being privy to like cultural differences and knowing that when you go and visit places like there is it is going to require a little bit more patience than what you would have when you're just home patience patience you got to have patience and understanding and don't be rude to people. I try real hard because <laughs> it's not their fault. Usually it isn't their fault. I try really hard. I'm like, I know it's not your fault, but can I just vent to you? Do you ask for permission? And they're like, yeah, girl, go ahead. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that, even when we travel to places like Atlanta or, I mean, like places that are really close, even where we went to in Alabama, the culture, culture, the culture is so incredibly different. Yeah. I mean, it's so different. And like, you know, where people you're walking down the street and they say hi to you and like, or they scream things at you. I mean, you just go a hop, skip and a jump away to Atlanta and people like screaming profanity and obscene things. And Aja and I were like, where's your taser? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know what world I just stepped into, but we are clearly not home anymore. (laughs) We're not in Kansas (laughs) anymore. So I think that that's always fun uh, to know because I mean, I know for me anyways, when I'm traveling in the U.S., I'm like, oh, it'll pretty, pretty much be the same, you know, it'll be a fast city or either... It'll either be a slow city, but no, like it will be a completely different experience. 
it though. Like, what world are we living in? Culture shock. Yeah, culture shock. Hundred percent. Just take it in, people. And if you don't live in Nashville, you're missing out on the really sweet, fun hospitality that we get to experience a lot. There's no other place like Nashville. There really isn't, especially the vendors, creative partners, whatever you call them in your in your in your <laughs> world. A little spoiled in that sense that we're so familiar with Nashville and how things how the hospitality but we've worked industry, hard for that. Yeah, but just how the hospitality industry in general is <laughs> run in Nashville is like you said, I was just so different from everywhere else and mm-hmm. the expectation is not the same anywhere else. It's very yeah. different. I feel like we have a very Southern sweet tea filter here. And it's so easy. Like, I mean, everything's just so nice and sweet. And I don't really honestly have too many complaints about Nashville and just like the people in the overall culture. It's, it's different when we travel. That's all I can say. Even like we're in the middle of planning an out-of-town corporate event and like trying to find like good bands and catering. And we're just like, can we just take our people? Like, it's it's difficult. Even being part of organizations, it's just a different level of, I don't know, a different level altogether of online presence, branding, professionalism. I don't know what world they live in, but it's not the world we live in. Y'all have a great day. Peace out. And be sure to tune in next week to the next episode of Business Unveiled. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.